Chapter 1. The Engagement. Hunters Down Weirdale, England, 1920. Someone had made a bit of a mess of tying the coloured bunting between the trees. It was fluttering loose at one end, so the breeze lifted it and swept it up against the grey stone of the chapel wall and down again. The man smiled, thinking the pastor would not be happy as the string of brightly coloured triangles looked as though they belonged to the chapel instead of marking the coming miners' gala. Bunting and Methodism didn't really sit well together. He sat down on the wooden bench opposite the chapel, elbows on knees, fists tucked under his chin, and waited for Minnie. He saw her hurrying towards him from the row of cottages that fringed the other side of the green. She flung her arms around his neck, and he grabbed her by the waist and swung her around. Her long hair smelled of soap, and he couldn't resist running his hands through it. You've just washed your hair. So? Was that for seeing me? Minnie smiled and pulled him down beside her on the bench. Who says everything has to be for a fellow? Can't I please myself? What was so important that you wanted to see me out here instead of coming round our house, Michael Winterbourne? Michael hesitated and wondered whether to broach the idea of their leaving Hunters down before or after his proposal of marriage. He plunged in, the words spilling out of his mouth so fast he was almost tripping over them. You know what I'm going to ask you, Min, and you know I'd have asked it long ago if it weren't for the war and some shown some respect for your da and your brother, and then there's been your mother and the bairns to think of, and know she's been relying on you to help out, and I couldn't rightly expect you to not be there for her, but now they're a bit older. Yes! The answer's yes, I'll have you, Michael. There's no need for a long speech. She leaned back against the wood of the bench and smiled at him. You're a one, Michael said. Aren't you going to kiss me then? When they finally pulled apart, he wondered whether it was even worth him putting the other part of his proposal. He knew inside what the answer would be, but he decided to have a go anyway. There's something else to sort out. You know how I feel about working in the mine. He looked towards her for some encouragement, but she was staring fixedly at her lap where her hands were folded. I hate it, Min. Everything about it. Sleeping all winter in bunks in a cramped barrack room that stinks of unwashed feet and steel cabbage. Seeing man after man go down with the black spit. Breaking me back doing work I hate. And as much as I hate it, living with the even bigger fear that it might all stop tomorrow. The crag's still employing, but we don't rightly know for how much longer. You know as well as I do, it's time for a change, Min. You and me, together. A new life, well, we've got the choice. Rather than waiting until the company shuts us down and I'm one of many on the scrap heap trying to find work. She interrupted him. I said I'll marry you, but not if it means leaving here. Look, I know you love it here. I do too, but the world's changing. I've changed. The war did that. I want to make me own decisions, not have some mine boss down in London make them for me. Our Bill said just last night the company will keep the crag open until there's no lead left in the ground. Maybe there will, but we don't know when that'll be. Might be sooner than you think. <laughs> How many men's working there? Go on, tell me. There's 40 of us underground and another 20 up top. That's 60 jobs if me sums are right. And you're a good worker, Michael. They'll not be losing you in a hurry. If there's layoffs, there's others they'll cut for you. 
It's not just about jobs. I don't want to be hanging on and hoping and putting my life in the hands of others. I had enough of that in the war. I want to decide for myself. What about me? A frown and a downturned mouth replaced her smile. He reached for her hands and held them between his. Don't you see? Now's our chance. While we're still young and there's just the two of us, it'll be much harder when we have bairns. She laughed. Aren't you getting a bit ahead of yourself, my old Winterbourne? Who said anything about bairns? Her laughter encouraged him to press on. You've no idea what's outside the deal. The world's out there waiting for us. Great big cities, fancy buildings with electricity in every room, moving pictures, motor cars, so much to see and do. She cut in. There's a whole world right here. And it's our world. It's been good enough.